kitten JJ's dog has seen me at my cryingest. That's why she can love mommy. Okay. Love is like, come here, like baby. until someone and you say this, like until someone has seen you at your worst, yes. they're never going to be able to love you the best. Like it's just love bombing is void of seeing you in any kind of pit or valley or storm. And that is why it's so dangerous. And JJ. And this is season 11 where we are diving into red flags. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. We have covered a lot of ground. If you want to go back to our first episode, we talk about red flags versus deal breakers. Right, Brian? Yeah. We kind of like lay it out. Like, what is a red flag versus what is a deal breaker? Because sometimes people make red flags deal breakers. Yeah. And you shouldn't use them interchangeably. And the reality that is hard for me personally to do is to look into the mirror and say, JJ, you got some red flags too. Exactly. Which is like a real reality. Oh, if you think you are free of red flags, then you must be God incarnate. Okay. Yeah. We should be following you, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we should be following you. (laughs) No, we all have things that we are working on. So our perspective on red flags is sometimes through questions, some red flags can turn to orange flags, can turn through to green flags, well, through questions and through action and change through time. Right. But there are some red flags that do turn to deal breakers. So there is a clarification. There is a difference. Like how long does he wear his underwear for? Oh gosh, please stop. I can't. That was two weeks ago, babe. And I really can't think about that. I really cannot. If you guys didn't know, we recently launched a Patreon channel and Patreon is a way for creators like us podcasters to have a community that can support what we do here on the podcast. In our BTS episode where we talk behind the scenes, we tell you all about like what really goes on to in running a podcast. Like how much does it cost? How much do podcasters actually make? And we just gave you the real deal on that. The fact that like we have a pretty large podcast and we get a lot of downloads, which is amazing, but we don't make that much money from the podcast. And we are also totally okay with that. Uh, But we want to do even more here with the show. And so if we get 300 patrons, which is our goal by the end of September, if we get 300, we are going to be able to just keep running this podcast and it will help cover our costs. If we get 500 patrons, we are going to be able to do more for Heart of Dating, such as maybe a new show um, or more episodes. And if we get to a thousand patrons, do you want to tell them what we're going to do? Yeah, we're launching our own podcast for the men. I know y'all love JJ. I know you love the men's minisodes, but I also know you probably want something very specific just for the men. Yeah. And for the fellas, I think we've had a ton of fun together. Mm-hmm. We, we've been able to go there. Uh, but I think we just want a little bit more for you guys. Yeah. So one K is that number. If we get there, then great. If we don't, then we don't. But I'm confident <laughs> we got a lot of time. Big, right, I know. And this is our vision. Like we want to serve the women and the men equally in every capacity. And we truly do believe the best way to change the culture of dating in the church 
is to invest in men yes, as well. I agree. So you can join Patreon for as low as $5 a month. We have three different main tiers, five, 10 and 25. <laughs> and we have a lot of fun things such as um, a new podcast bonus episode just for our patrons. You can ask questions to be asked here on the podcast. You can submit ideas to be covered. And if, at the $25 level, you can hang out with us once a month. What's the name of that one? Oh, uh, I think that one is in a relationship. Oh, hey, we're in a relationship. Slow your roll. This is a DTR right now. <laughs> yeah. So if you're interested, you can go to patreon.com forward slash heart of dating. All right. One more thing. And then we're going to get into our fun question segment. Uh, we have a free resource that's all about red flags that is hopefully going to help you throughout this entire series where we're covering red flags. This entire resource is going to help you to spot red flags, to know what a red flag is versus a deal breaker, and just help you break that down for your yourself. So you can go to heartofdating.com forward slash resource forward slash red flags, and you can download that free resource. Let's go. Okay, guys, we are back and we have my girl, Elise Murphy. Hi, guys. What's up, Elise? We're so happy you're Let here. Let me back in. Hey, girlfriend. It, we gave you a <laughs> little bit of an interview. We're like, will you be okay on the show? Are you going to be an appropriate American? No, I mean, I'm Australia. never appropriate. All I can say is that me and Lovey, if you are watching the video portion of this, Lovey is my best friend. Lovey, do you have something to say? You and Lovey are like two oh, peas in a pod. Lovey. Okay, yeah, They really down. are. I'm going to get mad at you. Get down. Lovey Sorry. gets more excited for Elise than any other person. Yeah, I know. And I she peed a little it. bit on the couch when you got here. We both here. have anxious yeah. attachment styles, so... It works very well for I me. Mean, she was love bombing you today and oh, you yeah. were love bombing but her. It's fine. If it's a mutual love bomb, then it's called love. You know what I mean? That's I the think equation. there's another word for that. But yeah, if we yeah. can stick with toxicity, maybe. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're so excited to have you on. I love you so much, girl. Hey, we brought on Elise because we're going to do our special segment with a question from you guys from our Patreon community. And Elise is going to help us answer it. So let's hit it. This question is from Angela. Hi, my name is Angela and you know, I have really recently been processing through and thinking through what it means what it means for a man to lead biblically. I know we talk a lot about spiritually leading. Um, oftentimes we're told that true spiritual leadership doesn't come until you're in marriage, right? And take steps. But when it comes to just general leading, um, as a woman who is a natural leader, I tend to initiate a lot of the conversations and I'm a driver. Uh, and I'm currently dating someone who has a little bit more of a reserved personality and not one to uh, necessarily initiate. And so just looking at what does that mean biblically? Because obviously God created every man to be able to have the ability to lead because that's how God designed it. Um, but what does it look like to allow him to do that and at what point do I surrender the fact that he is not capable of leading me because I'm more dominant uh, personality yeah let's start with an easy one hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect one for Elise yeah. so I was like smirking it uh, I was just okay. uh, looking at Angela, you being like you, hmm. yeah if you were watching that then I wasn't smirking at you I was smirking because <laughs> welcome to my life <laughs> I think that's a, yeah, if there was actually going to be one that Kate and I would like be like, oh, personal experience, exactly. <laughs> Re recent personal experience. Mm -hmm. I think, okay. So the th I think for me, and please tell me, I feel mm. like this is where I like other Bible teachers. I'm a like natural born preacher. 
I'm always looking at people that are like older than me in the Bible. And I'm like, tell me if I'm going to say heresy right now. I look at you guys when I'm about to answer this and I'm like, tell me if I'm about to like say relational heresy. <laughs> like I feel a bit nervous giving an answer this in front is of Kate great. and JJ. I, I feel like everyone... mom and dad are watching me. <laughs> <laughs> we are. No. But I think there's a difference between um, the skill or the calling of leadership and a personality trait. And so that would be my first thing. If it's just mm. that he's quiet, that's a personality. But some mm. of my favorite male leaders in a room, they're not saying anything. Christine Kane and Nick Kane, when they're in a room, Nick can't be bothered to talk. I mean, to be fair, Christine does all the talking for him, but he's allowed doesn't mean leadership. And I think that's, that that's the first thing. And I think for me, um, I am a natural loud <laughs> human. What? You're loud? I have really? and a quick wit I and it. I need people to keep up with me. But what I've been learning is that that kind of chemistry and personality gels as time goes on. It would almost be a little weird and can sometimes be a bit of a mask, I think, if in dating that chemistry of personalities is maybe even too good because it stops you looking at other things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think the fruit of this can be seen in his life. Is he leading in other areas of his life? Because mm -hmm. a guy might just not have experience in leading in relationship. And maybe that's actually not a bad thing. I mean, you could probably speak to that because you hadn't had a bunch of... Yeah, yeah, I exactly. had like no relational <laughs> leadership experience in that sense, but I can make this easy for you. Do it. How he leads his life yeah. is how he will lead you. Yeah. And if he's not leading his life, he's not going to lead you. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the easiest way to look. Personality aside, how is he leading his life? Because mm -hmm. that's going to copy directly over to you. And if he's not leading himself anywhere and he's kind of just a ship in the ocean without a rudder or a sail, that's exactly how he's going to lead the relationship with you. Mm -hmm. But I love what you said. Loud doesn't equal leadership. And more importantly, with you and a loud, strong personality, I don't really think loud plus loud Mm -mm. goes very well. Mm -mm. I actually think sometimes yeah. the best compliment to a loud, strong, demonstrative, charismatic mm -hmm. personality is actually the opposite. Yeah. Someone yeah. who kind of anchors that personality. Mm -hmm. And that's probably what you see with Nick and Chris. Yeah, it's absolutely. Now, Nick, when you get him in a room that he's comfortable, right? that's a different side of Nick, but he doesn't show that to everyone. And I kind of love that. Because yes. it may be for Angela, like on anyone else that can relate to this, like there may be a side of him that you haven't seen yet. I always, with these questions, have so many more questions that come up. I'm like, how long are you dating? What's he like? Like, what's their areas of his of his life like? Yes. And I think that for me, it also tells me a lot of like, who has he got in his life speaking into um, that also have great marriages and are also great men leaders? Yeah. yeah. Because I don't know. I love what you're saying, JJ. And I think that it should transfer. But if someone hasn't had experience or hasn't done relationships well, um, I've seen guys really fumble with relationships that have great leadership in other areas because they just didn't know what they were doing. I had no one to teach them. And yeah, that's a good point. And I think that that was, she said, uh, how do I know when to surrender that he just can't lead me? To me, I think I would really question, what does that look like to you? What does leading look like to you? Because there actually may be strengths where in your relationship you do lead. And that's amazing mm. because leadership is partnership. And if you guys have had amazing communications, there are areas for you guys where yeah. Kate is stronger in that area. And there's other areas where JJ, you're way stronger than Kate is in that area. And I think to me, that's the beauty of to become one, not in dating, obviously, but like, that's what you're looking for to me. And I think 
this year I have been so challenged and Kate, you guys have actually been helping me in this mm. to be able to not demand something, but observe and then speak up in really clear communication and then watch and see what happens. Exactly. Yes. It's like that imaginary popcorn. So to Angela, all I would say is like everything that you guys have said is perfect and spot yes. on. I love it. Oh my gosh, Good job, Elise. So Good job, girl. <laughs> um, and I would just say like, you know, if you bring this up to him, like it's, if there is something you are noticing that um, you want more of or that you really love and appreciate, first of all, if he does yeah. lead in any area, show him that you really appreciate that and make sure he knows because that is your way of like telling him to do that more in a sense, right? And, and if eventually you do challenge him in this area or just say like, that's something I would love more of in our relationship, Mm. Um, watch with the imaginary popcorn. You put it out there. You show him how much it makes you feel when he does that. Like when he steps up, like it makes you feel really safe, really seen, really led well, like whatever it is. And then after you put that out there, you see if he rises up and mm. you see his actions through time and you just have that imaginary popcorn. I have taken a lot of time in my imaginary past. imaginary popcorn. Like, popcorn. Or real popcorn. Get some real yeah, popcorn. real. That too. Take a snack. But like I, in the past, I used to like almost make demands of guys or put it out there. And then I would follow up with them and follow up with them and follow up with them. I'm thinking of a guy who specifically wasn't a great leader and it just made him feel so (laughs) flat and he never really rose up to the occasion. Mm. But when I started flipping the way I was doing it and like leaving it, presenting it in a way that's an opportunity and then watching if he stepped into that and not hounding him about it all the time. I feel like then men actually have more opportunity to step, rise up, make it their own decision. Right. And if they actually want it, they will go for it. Yeah. And then if they don't want it, you'll see that. Yeah. Because the reality is there's no substitute for a man taking ownership. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's no substitute, no matter how much you want to nag or yep. follow up or bother him or say it's important, it's important, it's important. He's got to step up and take ownership. But I do love, I do love the guy who is not demonstrative and will let his actions speak for him, who leads himself well in the quiet place, Mm -hmm. in the sanctity of his relationship with Christ, who doesn't feel the need to have his opinion validated by everyone by talking everyone and telling everyone telling him, you're such an alpha male, you know, you're such an awesome leader out loud, you know, I think there's totally room for the opposite as well. Mm -hmm. And speaking of loud, strong women, you're going through Proverbs 31 now. I am. You know, people like to gloss over some of the bits of Proverbs 31 where it talks about a strong woman, Mm -hmm. a woman who does not have smooth hands. that woman's a boss. Yes. Yes. She's a boss. I can't knit, but all the other stuff, I'm like, I want to do that. I know. She's like working the field. And she she comes in. And it's like, so, and you know, one great way a husband can lead is by supporting his strong female partner. Yes. And that's even demonstrated in Proverbs 31. Mm-hmm. So good. Yes. It is. And that, I mean, first of all, I'm kind of annoyed that we left the Proverbs 32 out with what is a man got to be like. Right. But I know. That's fine. Exactly. But I do feel like I used to feel like how I used to just get mad. I used mm. to be like, this is so dumb. How come we have all these demands? We have to do this thing. Because I used to think submission as a woman was sitting still, being quiet, and being shy. And yeah. I don't know if you've met me, but I am none of <laughs> those like, things. You're like, but I'm not really? that. So how am I I, at least Murphy has never been described as shy, not a day in her life. <laughs> um, but I like, I used to feel like, how is that even a possibility until yeah. I started studying the context of it. And I was like, she's an entrepreneur. She's a businesswoman. Yes. Homegirl is a businesswoman. And then when it says that she rises while it is yet night, it's not even really referring to the time of day. It's referring to this 
the the life stage she's in, mm. meaning in the seasons where it is dark and it feels like midnight, she rises and she's actually going to face the future. She's going to face the storm and she's going to run straight into it. And she's going to wow. understand that it's actually the grace of God on her in the storm. That is the thing that makes the Proverbs. Mm. Don't get me started. On the yeah. Proverbs. I'm like, you're oh, got me God. ready to run through I a brick wall. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Put some football we have pads on me. To talk about and I okay. Need to learn. Yes. Woo, woo. Well, Angela, I hope you feel satisfied by we that love answer. You, we love you, girl. <laughs> um, so today, you guys, we're talking about love bombing. Yeah, we oh are. Oh my gosh, I love this. I love topic. you guys so much. I feel so close to you. I think that we're all the best people. <laughs> You're on like the planet. best person I ever. I met. I've so never much. had a friend like you. I know like that you. we've only met each other today, but I just want you to know I've never had a friend like you. No, I've my, never been able we to. We are open actually going like to be best friends forever. I can tell from like the first five seconds of talking to you. I don't know anyone as cool like I've met some other girls and don't worry I'll tell you all about them but like when it comes to you and no this is completely different to this everything different. else what was your name <laughs> <laughs> that's love bombing and it happens in friendship which we're gonna touch on yes. um but I love right now that love bombing has been talking about being being talked about a lot like it is a hot button topic it happened it keeps getting brought up on shows like love is blind mm -hmm. the bachelor I feel like because of these shows people have become more educated on what love bombing is which I think is a good thing. However, I think the pendulum has swung so far yeah. to the other side that at this point, the people who are educated about love bombing are like, now they're so worried that it's happening to them that any sweet gesture, any kindness from somebody, especially a man, they freak out and they're like, love bombing. He got you flowers, he's love, love bombing. bombing you. Wait, like, I have a question. Did that happen when you guys were dating where you were scared that he was love bombing you? Actually, yes. Oh yeah. A little bit. Like, well, and I hear, and we'll talk about it because I and my spirit, which you have to test like your heart and spirit, like, does, does this feel overwhelming? Does this feel too much? Like, and does Did this say, feel- Stop love bombing me. Yeah, no, I, but because like, uh, some of my friends were like, wow, he's doing a lot. This is some grand gestures, Kate. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have, JJ's like, love just bombing like in your trying past. to shoot his shot. No, I was, but listen, I read her book right before I came to visit her for the first time. And I, I, there was the first time I heard about love bombing and I read it with my <laughs> eyes growing bigger and bigger every second. Like, like oh, oh no, my the probably what, what the first five minutes yeah. of seeing you in person and walking with you. I was like, oh my gosh, by the way, I am so sorry. I just read about love bombing and I promise you, I am not doing that. Dang. I was like trying to clear my name from the record. I'm like, I know I've given you a lot of sweet gifts and nice things. I promise that you. That coming from that place. Yeah, it was all no strings attached. Because that can but, be the fear. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And uh, for me though, and I felt that it was genuine and I could even see that. I know this sounds so silly, but even from his Instagram, because his Instagram was so not showy, like he clearly was not insecure. He was not trying to prove anything. He was not trying to win people over. He had purple like, hair. He so. literally <laughs> had so many different hairstyles. Blue. boy was yes, not insecure, blue, blue hair. And it was just all over the place. And so there was something about it that I just felt a sense of genuineness. Mm -hmm. And when other guys had done grand gestures, I didn't always feel that way. Yep. So you I thought think it was more like showy or I was like, he's really yeah. trying to like win me right. over. Yeah. And there is a difference. And so, okay, let's talk about what it is. So I'm going to define it for everyone, especially if you don't know what it is, I think, because there still are people who don't know. So love bombing is a form of manipulation where the person uses attention, affection, and a lot of adoration really early on 
Because essentially they want to get you to see them as the greatest thing that ever existed so that you will do what they want. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so example, the person just met you, they start complimenting you wildly, like a lot, like kind of above and beyond, just like we were showing each other. And then it goes from that to like a reality TV show dating situation where it is big gestures, where it is helicopters and (laughs) then it's big words, like grand things about you when they just met you, like all too, almost too much flashy romantic things. And it can often feel really intense, really fast, overwhelming, very distracting. And it's like going really fast. So if you get caught on the love bombing train, you can get sucked into the vortex, right? Mm -hmm. And also there might be a lot of constant contact, like a lot of messages, check-ins morning, noon, and night. Like they are always talking to you and always like flooding you with amazing things. And, Mm. you know, another way though of a subtle love bombing that people don't always realize is sometimes someone may actually recognize that you're a fixer and they will share with you their like sad story and- they, you will come in and like kind of help mm-hmm. fix the situation for up. them. And they will be like, you are the greatest thing that's ever oh, happened to me. Oh, that's right. Like, you have mm-hmm. just changed my life. Wow. I, I could not do this without you. Mm-hmm. Like those sorts of things. And they're going to flood you, making you feel like you are their absolute You're hero. the hero in their story. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like another way that's not always talked about. I never even thought about it oh, that yeah. way. That was my yes. experience. Yeah. Yes. One of them. I've got plenty. Don't worry. We got stories. <laughs> we have, wow. We have lots of stories. I don't want to say that's sinister, but that is so like emotionally manipulative. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it, it is, JJ. Well, like, it I'm is. like mind blowing. You guys are like, you, you guys don't even know. Moment right now I'm like, here. oh my goodness. Oh my God. That's like 10 <laughs> steps ahead on the show. Well, like it's, it's three, but yeah. That maliciousness that there is motivation yes. behind it. Yes. That is not of gratitude, but it's, it's like a scheming. It's scary. Yeah. yeah very scary. Yeah. And because more than more than likely the love bombing is using being used by an abuser or mainly a narcissist typically. And those kind of people are trying to lure somebody in under their control. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is why people fall into the trap because at the beginning it feels so effortless and the red flags in the person are hard to spot because think about it, you're around them and all they're doing is making you feel so good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And who doesn't want to feel affirmed? Who doesn't Mm -hmm. want to feel wanted and needed and like the best thing ever? Like at the core, we all want that. Mm -hmm. So when they are constantly doing and saying all these amazing things about you, it's super hard to spot the red flags. This is why it's called a love bomb. Think about it. The love (laughs) bomb, the bomb goes off and then there's fog and you, you know what it is see. i just realized the analogy i think of, i'm very visual yeah. you know in hunger games yes. when um S- snow would send down what would be the treats and they had the pretty little music yeah, and the they parachute. were on the last thing there were the bombs at the end and they yeah. all went off yeah. oh. it was like this ding 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 it's like kind of eerie actually because you knew something bad was about to happen yeah but you often people watching on a love bomb know something bad's about to happen but the person in there is like oh pretty music this is disney this is what i want and next all of a sudden it's a big bomb and destruction 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 you're like i never saw it coming and that was I the whole never point saw it coming we love you katniss oh uh, i thought it was like a nice big bomb with mm. a big pink okay. heart on it nice all right dropping like and it was mark. like a 
It was, I but think both analogies work because if the bomb I goes like off, this, though. but it was it's like an explosion smoke. of like it's just such intense, not genuine love, right? Like mm-hmm. toxic, yes. really enticing, taking love. And if you are just wanting, like, I also think about the movie. He's just not that into you, which mm. she's like. Yeah, he he said like he was like Gigi. Everyone wants to be. Every woman wants to be the exception to the rule, mm. but you're not right. the exception to the rule. And I think with love bombing, the the most dangerous place to be is that you're just wanting to convince yourself whether you've had a bad past experience uh, or you just so desire marriage. Which yes. hey, yes. I get you. I'm literally. Yes. I get it. But when you so desire that this to be true, yeah. your eyes are now blinded to love bombing because you refuse to see any other road other than you guys are all crazy. This guy or this girl is legit and everything they're saying is true. Like you, yeah. right. you're actually at the so most convinced. dangerous place because you want to be convinced yes. that this is real. Right. Exactly. Because it usually starts with like, there's already some sort of lack or insecurity in us. And Which this person- to life. Yes, we all have them. Exactly. A thousand percent. And so if you don't know about this in advance, and especially I feel like people are, when we're talking about this, we want to like clarify and we'll go through scenarios because if you've never experienced it, it can seem like, wow, that's yeah. really scary. Um, because you can find yourself. I mean, just, I feel like a word of caution for anybody listening is if you- ever get into a relationship that's fast and furious, there's infatuation, you like see this person, they are the bee's knees, but you don't really know them all Mm -hmm. that well. Cause we've had people that we've worked with even, um, that have been like, Kate, you transformed my dating life. I met this guy in three months we are going to get engaged. Is that me? Did like, I do that? Is, that? is that my story? I'm so confused. And it's like, everything is just aligned so well. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Like I'm like, first of all, you're an infatuation. And second mm-hmm. of all, I'm concerned if there's a form of love bombing going on because yeah. you're very clearly in a zone and there might not be love bombing. It might just be true infatuation. But anytime you are, you find a deep sense of connection with yes. a person you really don't know very well, you should be a bit concerned. That because is such a good, caveat that you really don't know yes. that well right like it takes that's, time like to be that in, to be that deep in love and know them that little like the two don't align yeah mm, and sh- that's they the, shouldn't like, align no right but that's like because i mean my parents and people everyone has a story like this this is going back to the i'm the exception of the rule my parents yeah. met and married in six months met and married yes which to this day for the record don't be taking this as an excuse because they say they do not recommend that but <laughs> They met and married. So people can take that and go, see, I knew. See, now this guy or this girl that I just met, we just met and we both love God. Therefore, we love each other. And I'm like, what do you know about each other? Like, (laughs) do they have siblings? Where did they grow up? Do they have a pet? Have you ever they had have a, a job? Like, yeah. you don't know them. You don't, don't take it. We have the same, we, we like the same favorite color or right. the same, we both love in and out. Like that's not enough. Exactly. Well, the reality is that Honestly, anyone can pretend to be anyone for any amount of for time. a short amount of time. What do, you, usually, what do they say? What's the short Usually, the like of time? sixty to ninety days. Okay. Like it's oh, really dang. hard. It's really hard to hide character, especially sixty days. But if you days. fall deep in that sixty to ninety days, that's that's the thing with love bombing them. You become mm-hmm. so enticed. There was such a funny quote, Elise, from our last episode. If you're wearing rose-colored glasses, all the flags are the same color. <laughs> Yo, I used to say that is so good. I used to say that um, for those who don't know, part of my story is that I was 
uh, married and divorced in the same year in 2017, publicly in ministry. But I say all the time that I saw my ex's red flags, not as a warning, but as the color scheme to our wedding. Like I was like, oh my God, red is such a good color for a oh wedding. Oh my goodness. Red, black and white. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like that's how I saw them. I, was, I, I didn't see them as a warning. I saw them as like... Guess who I can fix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The pasta. Yeah, Ooh. exactly. Look at what God can do. It's called a testimony. Ever heard of it? Right. <laughs> no, you're this an idiot. Is my, like, wake this up. is my cross to bear. Exactly. God must like, really trust me. Like overlooking it, which yeah. we talked about. Because like, I'm no, like you. God's trying to rescue you. That's what I used to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, Elise, I want to know what is like either your first love bombing experience or just like a really memorable one. What mm. did it look like at the start? How did it make you feel? And then we'll go into like more details. Mm-hmm. But I want to know like what it was at the beginning. So I grew up a uh, pastor's kid, quite sheltered in a place called, literally it's called the Shire in Sydney, Australia. Really? Uh, yes. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It I is. can't wait for you guys to come. It's very idealic. I you will love it. I want to go. So I had beautiful. that dream. You, she had a dream that she came to Australia and we're making it happen. We went, we went down under. It oh my gosh, amazing. should we do our first uh, heart of dating conference in Australia? in Australia? That'd be great. Yes. Yes. We actually have a lot of, we have a good little bit of listeners in Australia, by the way. Oh my gosh. Should we do like an extension, Elise's church? Like, I'm like, should we do a campus in Australia? Like, it's a podcast. Oh my Elise will lead the Australian Heart Dating Campus. I will lead the Australian Heart Dating Campus service times every Sunday, 10, 11, and 12. Anyway, gosh, Elise, she's, I'm the human finding, uh, human Dory from Finding Nemo all the time. But okay, grew up very sheltered. So when I moved to Los Angeles, California at 24 years old, never really having a boyfriend ever in my life, I, I was a perfect candidate for, but loving Disney, perfect candidate for love bombing. Oh, yes. So I also didn't know any primed. Yeah, I was primed for it. Mm. Um, so in my first six months, I had made a couple of friends, but no one really knew me and I didn't really know anyone. This guy saw me preaching on stage one Sunday. I met him at the W Hotel at a thing called Jazz Night, which was a very like Hollywood scene at the time. Mm. And he told me he saw me preaching and loved the anything. Used all the Bible words. That's a good, that's oh, a a good like, compliment. He's Christian, a Christian. He's love bombing. I think he's my husband. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a super chill. That your anointing is just so clear. And he was like this, looked like a rebel. And I've always definitely been drawn to people with a with a story. Let's say. Uh-huh. Um, but he was like had tattoos and was tall and just was this like looked like a tortured soul. And I was like, Jesus can save you, you know? <laughs> and so <laughs> more attractive. Yeah. Broken. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, I'm I love fine. that. God can work through me. Let's yeah. make out. Um, and so he asked me on a date and I was like, absolutely. For sure. Give him my home address. What was I thinking? But she was sheltered. I had no idea what I was doing. So he picks me up with flowers and I was like, oh my gosh. And by the way, flowers is not a love bomb sign. So yes. don't right. take that. Yep. Um, but from there, we had been on the date for like an hour and he was already confessing his love to me. Mm. And I was like, won't he do it? Um, won't you're like, the Lord, God is good. Won't the Lord just align my husband? Of course, we met at the W because we're going to spend the rest of our lives saving people. <laughs> Cut to one more hour later, I am starting to feel a little hot and sweaty and overwhelmed at how much this guy loves, like loves me. Yes. And so your body could and feel so it. I could feel it. And I was now starting to get uncomfortable. So and at how, first 
How was it being expressed? So it was like everything he would do is like very touchy feely and just like, you are so gorgeous. And like, thank you. But like, it went from there to like, I love the way you do this. I love that. I could see our kids together. Talking no very way. Yes. I could oh. see that. And our kids would have little Australian accents. And I'm like, bro, we're in America. That's not going to last for very long. But, <laughs> but, but it sounded first, good in I the moment. Sweat. First, I felt the shift and I was like, I felt queasy, but I was also hardcore people pleaser. Hardcore, growing up in church, yes. know how to shape shift like the best of them. So I didn't, when crisis happens, these days I freeze a little bit more, but back then my crisis response was to fawn, was to, right. was to people just please. people yes. please. And so we ended up like making out that night before I left. He texts me the next morning. I wake up to, I, mean, I think it was like 10 text messages on my phone. Oh my God. And I'm like, what do I do? I'm actually getting a little nauseous What right do now. I do? And so then- the next day I like, I'm trying to like kind of blow him off a little bit and be like, Oh yeah, last night was fine. Thank you so much. And he was like, when can I see you today? I can't wait. I'm off work at this time. And I was just getting so hot and bothered. I called the only friends I had, thank God for them. And the guy, he was like, Hey, Elise, I'll deal with this. He's not like, we're not doing this. This is like not okay. And I just remember I felt so bad. I felt shame as the mm. one receiving it. I felt shame because mm. I felt like I had done the wrong thing. Cause I had felt like I had led him on. So oh, by the end, wow. he twisted it on me and then he would like send me texts and then I didn't know he even know how to block a number. Oh, she was so sheltered. Oh, sweet Elise. Cutie little Elise. She didn't know. Now she First knows. Time. Don't play me. I know now. Okay. I will jump you. Now you're like, you're blocking so, everyone left hmm. and right. I will block you. <laughs> Blocked. <laughs> um, and so it was just a really horrible experience. And obviously that's just the headlines of it and ends up being fine. But like... It was a full on, I had never been love bombed. And by the end, he was getting like really victim mode. Oh, Not yeah. aggressive, but very victim mode with me of like, what am I going to do now? I thought you loved me too. I never said that, but like oh just twisted it on me. And so that was my first experience. I didn't know what it was called at the time. <laughs> and then I got married. Um, not just like the next day. I wasn't just like, okay, let's get married now. <laughs> I would have if I could, but God help me. Um, and so a couple years later, um, I was dating my husband. Now he was the um, worship leader at our church at the time. And I was the preacher girl. Mm -hmm. Mind you, I didn't really know anything about him, but it's so interesting in church culture, how you can feel like, you know, someone because you see them every Sunday. Right. right exactly. Mm -hmm. But please hear me when I say just because somebody sits in the same seat, attends the same church and knows some of the same people, does not mean that they are a man or woman after God's heart and that they have fruit in their life. Yes. That is something that you should trust. Mm -hmm. And yep. I once again got very caught up and I'm very much a romantic anyway. So I'm very yes. much like I would break out We're into song like if you guys would let person. me. Like yes, I would yes, I yes. feel like we could choreograph a dance and the dogs could do it as well. I joined. Um I'd be super down if you guys want to do <laughs> some kind of TikTok. I'm so down. Love you, Elise. We'll do a love bomb. I just I'm just, I'm just I I'm I'm just I am a romantic. I'm a creative. I love the feels. And so I got yeah. caught up in it again. He proposed in a very public way. But I'll never forget very early on, we started dating in the fall and he bought me so many presents for Christmas. And I felt like I knew him, but I always said, I said, we didn't have sex before we got married. We were like technically on paper, very, very pure. Look at us go so holy. But if I'm honest, we didn't cross any emotional boundaries either. Mm. I didn't really know him. Emotionally. Emotionally. Yeah. He, we weren't vulnerable physically. Sure. Good for us. But I didn't actually know him emotionally before we got married either. So oh, I didn't to any know. Degree. No, I, I thought I did, but I didn't because it all came yeah. crashing down in the marriage and a lot of things came up. 
But I'll never forget this one moment where he had bought me this uh, Michael Kors bag. And I, again, think sheltered. I had never been had a nice bag. Yeah. I would get them at like Forever 21 or like in Australia, yeah. like Target, like cutie little bags, which also, by the way, these days, like those are my favorite bags still. <laughs> But he bought me this beautiful Michael Kors bag. And so at the time I was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And I was so like infatuated with him and so in love with him at the time. And we get to dinner with our friends and I put the bag on the ground because that's what I'd always done. Yeah. And if there's not a place to hang it, you just put it on the ground. Oh, so what happened? What followed from there was about a five minute reprimand that shamed and made fun of me in front of our friends Oh God! about how could I treat the expensive gift that he had just gotten me mm. so poorly. And I was like tearing up, but I was like trying to be cool about it. Mm. And I was just so embarrassed. And that was just one of the moments. And then a couple of weeks later, I found out that he actually couldn't pay his rent. And so I ended up paying the rent for him. Wow. And I became the hero in his story. Whenever right. I would rescue him, I became the hero, but it validated this wound in me. Yeah. That yeah. was like thinking that was the good thing to do. Right. Um, and so all of those kind of examples to say, like I was the prime person that gave in to, that wanted to believe that love bombing was just a miracle. And was just God's favor in my life. <laughs> like I can use the this, spiritual words. My life is a Disney movie. Like Post, I am Cinderella. Exactly. Like this is me. Um, I am Snow White. Let's sing a song and the birds are doing it. <laughs> but what I realized is that after my divorce, and there's obviously so much more to that, but I actually got really cynical. Mm. So any guy that would ever try and take me on a date, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, cool. You're opening the door. Really? <gasps> yeah. yeah. What do you, what do you want? Loser. Yes. What do you want? Yeah. What do you actually want from me? You're paying yeah. for dinner? Right. I am not taking my clothes off. And yep. he's like, I didn't what? I didn't what? I'm uh -huh. not even. Are you okay? I'm Are you a pasta? And I was yeah. like, yes, I am. But also just for the record, I'm not doing that just because you bought me dinner. So obviously that didn't work well either. So <laughs> I have been like... on both ends of spectrum. <laughs> of and like being naive to it, not really knowing, and falling for it. And being cynical to any kind act. Yes. To be able to be a good receiver of a man trying to value me. Yes. And so for me, it's been a very interesting journey of realizing that it's, it's okay to admit that I was the victim of love bombing mm -hmm. um, and also not be terrified of it or assume that that is what somebody is doing just because they're being nice. I had to actually start yep. to trust my own discernment yeah. to feel what's behind this. So that was a very long answer. No, I love it. That was great. Some of my experiences. Well, in that you actually explained a bit of what happens in the love bombing cycle, which I just want to bring up. So, um, yes, what typically happens? Yes, because typically it is used by abusers, like um, abusers, narcissists, like, and typically narcissists become abusers. So, FYI, um, but. There is typically a cycle to love bombing and you guys know my story and I experienced this in my abusive relationship. I've experienced this in other relationships, but no that one, is, thank you for rejecting me <laughs> that right now. You can go and get it <laughs> wherever they sell words. Yes, you're amazing. <laughs> but according to psychologist, uh, Dale Archer, love bombing follows a pattern called IDD. I loved this. So the, the I stands for intense idealization. Mm. That's the very beginning. Like everything mm -hmm. is idealized. Everything is, everything is amazing. Mm -hmm. Everything is perfect. They, you are 
are perfect. Like, right. And in a way they become perfect because they're saying all the right things to mm-hmm. you to make you f- so gassed up that you can't see. Remember the love bomb. There's so much smoke and fog. You can't see their red flags. So you are like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So everything is idealized. They may talk of your future. Oh my gosh. Just flashing to a guy I dated for a month. Who's like, I can't wait to ask you to marry me. And I was like, what? whoa. And this is at a Don't point- worry, JJ. He's not going to do that anymore. <laughs> you know who the person is, but Don't I can't worry. bring it up. Okay. Say so it. Then say the, the, it. The, and never invite me back ever again. That would not go well. <laughs> then, okay. The D, the first D is devaluation. So um, if the perfect example is he gave you all those gifts, mm-hmm. the Michael Kors bag, and then you put it on the ground and he immediately devalued you, mm-hmm. right? Devalued. So like if you turn on them or do something they don't like after a long pattern of love bombing, because it doesn't happen right away, right? So this they, was three months into dating him. Right. So they have to show you for a while that like make you into their fog, like believe that they are the bee's knees mm-hmm. so that- Because if you don't believe that they are the best, I love how many times you have said yes. bee's knees so far, that should be a drinking game. Um, but <laughs> That's her favorite words. I, um, I, I love how you said that because that is what happens. Because if you don't think that they are on this pedestal because mm-hmm. of how they see you, then when they flip the script, you think I must be wrong. Exactly. So I didn't think to be like, babe, I didn't know that you were meant to put a nice bag. I'm sorry. Yeah. I exactly like, or like, Hey, maybe don't talk to me like that. Like, which would have actually been the appropriate response. So instead I went to, I'm bad. How did I not know that? Right. Embarrassment. Because I'm so this sorry. Person, apologizing. Right. This right. person is above they me. Must be right. Yeah, right. Like they are amazing. Exactly. Yes. And my, here's another question. Are you, do you feel like, uh, you owe them after such intense love bombing exactly. and giving, mm-hmm. I owe this person. Mm-hmm. Well, you feel like you owe them and then, and they expect for you to give them that you First of all, Mm -hmm. all your love and attention. So they typically also become very jealous, very controlling. I mean, this is a sign of an abuser completely isolate you. And if you don't like you feel a sense of like, well, they just gave me all these things and Mm -hmm. they've been so kind. Like you almost feel the sense of guilt, like you owe them. And so if they criticize you and devalue you because you're not giving them all the attention that they want, um, then you kind of feel bad. Oh, but they've been doing all these amazing things. Okay. Like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this way again of manipulation. And um, the last D is discard. So eventually, like it actually, like what can really happen in a bad situation is if they are love bombing, love bombing, love bombing, they start devaluing you. Um, if you don't follow their pattern of want them controlling you and like you can, you actually push back it right. to it a lot, they will discard you. Okay, let me tell you the quick story. So this guy I dated long distance and... <laughs> JJ knows who this is, so I can't make eye contact with you. Um, I dated him long distance, and you know he knew some of my story. And about, oh, I think I remember this guy. Yeah. So forty-five days in, I say his name so bad. 40, don't. Forty-five days in, he starts doing the love bombing thing, and yeah. I'm like, hey, actually. This doesn't feel good because you me. had you had been educated and you had oh yeah yeah so I'm like Wrong this does girl. not feel good for me don't play with Kay. Wrong girl I'm like because he's like what ring would you want and I'm like what no. ew was he a, like he was a Christian leader wasn't he he was yeah absolutely. how did you know because I know him <laughs> I know him uh, I see you. so I was like okay so I'm like okay I I. I, that doesn't make me feel good. I told him like, I was like, Hey, this is feeling like a lot for me. And like, which is good language. Yes. For those that are like, 
maybe experiencing that like how do I approach yes, this exactly like, language this like that hey, this feels like me. a lot for me it's a bit overwhelming because we actually don't I, I didn't think we we're there no yet. and at that point at that <laughs> specific point I hadn't met him in real 45 life 45 days yet. in my guy chill. I don't know your favorite ice cream flavor I hadn't right? even met him in person <laughs> and he's saying yeah. these things okay so then the crazy thing is he's about to come and visit and literally a big thing happens in his life right before he's supposed to come and visit. And this is exactly the discard thing. A big thing happens. He's all the love proclamations before this. Big thing happens. He completely 180s. He's like, hey, I actually can't come out and see you. Hey, I actually can't date you. Hey, like all these things. It went from like literally all hundred zero to, to zero. Like to it zero. went from a hundred I'm all in to nothing. So it's like that flipping of the mm -hmm. switch. And if I had bought into it more, you know, like if I had actually caught up, been caught up in the love mm -hmm. bombing, I would have been like probably heartbroken because you believe this person is all about you. And then they're all of a sudden like abandoning you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you would have been devastated. But I was like, is, I just saw it and I was it. like, yeah. this is the exact pattern and this is not okay. And I literally called them out. I'm like, you have a problem do you know what you just did like I just you know because I could see it all and I'm like super happy nothing ever worked out here like praise God how but did he react when you uh, brought that up to him so I brought it up to him he actually admitted like I was right but I still think <laughs> at the time yes okay. he did um I'm not going to do anything about it. You're right. But I'm going to try on the next girl and see if it works sure. a little better. He's like, oh, it didn't work on her. All right. So there's Cheryl across the street. Exactly. Doesn't want to ruin his reputation. And that's what they want to do. Like a narcissist wants to mm. you to feel like them to still be amazing. So they will say they will even do false apologies, like an apology, because they know that still gets them back in your control. Because if you can go back to seeing them in a good light, even if it doesn't work out with them, then they're like, great, I'm at least leaving that in a good place. I can go do right. the bombing to the next person. And you know, what's crazy is after the fact, the most important thing for him was that his reputation was, was not tarnished. Yes. yes, that's what I found that out. That was the most important he found of all out of it. That I knew people that were good friends with him at his church. Well, what's his name, obviously? He was all freaked <laughs> out. <laughs> he was so freaked out. That's because that reveals all along what his top priority is. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. His reputation, his Goodness image. gracious. Isn't that crazy that some people's like biggest focus can be on their own reputation? And not repentance. Like, to that degree. And not like, um, it's a big word, but like, and not, oh my gosh, I am so sorry that I, that I did that to you, that, that you feel like yeah. this, that I let you down like that, that I was doing that. Like right. my, my ex-husband, I mean, he tried to get me, please listen, this is, I tried to convince Kate and JJ a while ago to do a true crime story on my marriage. <laughs> We have yet to convince them, but Patreons, listen, message them because I think it's free. Be a fun bonus episode. <laughs> There's a lot there. Bonus episode. Uh, bonus episodes <laughs> slash ten of them. We need Dr. Henry Cloud. We need something like, was wrong. We need Lisa Bavia. We uh -huh. need the girl from Something Was Wrong. We need yes. the host from Betrayed, that new show. Uh -huh. We need Olivia Benson from Law and Order SVU. We need we need the whole gang. Okay, we need, we need a board of directors for this one. <laughs> but he tried to get me to sign an NDA because which was hilarious. What? He wasn't famous, but it was like oh when someone. So much about their reputation. <gasps> Whoa! It just kind of tells you, like, oh, this was never going to go well, was it? Like, this was wow, never going to go well. If I tried like, to make you sign an NDA before we got married. Oh, the podcast crazy. would be crap, honestly. <laughs> I yeah, mean, so we had a fight. Can't tell you what it was about, but uh, <laughs> everything's fine. I now. mean, that is like you know. Well, first of all, the 
inability to have empathy for someone's pain or what mm-hmm. you might have done to them. That is textbook. In- inability to have empathy. That's how, yeah. That's, yeah. that's textbook narcissism. But two and more than that is the top priority, uh, which I would just call pride of that is their God mm. and their reputation is their God. Mm-hmm. Right. And anything as, okay. and you find, and this is probably rare, you know, in Christian leaders, you would hope, but it does happen that their reputation is everything. And I think the other thing, even when it comes to love bombing is it's like their reputation is everything, but flipping on that, a lot of my experiences of people that as I've been educated and post my traumatic experiences, I didn't know what gaslighting, love bombing, right. freaking flying monkeys. That's a term turns out <laughs> it is. until I went through therapy after my divorce. Yeah. But what I often found was that I would be love bombed the most right after I'd preached. So right yes. after people had seen me at my, if you will, most anointed mm. or my best self or my like funniest, yeah. most like right. preaching, let's go. Right. You had some right. good one liners. And I'm like, yeah. you haven't seen my panic attack. Yeah. Just because I preach doesn't mean I'm not going to have a panic attack. Just because my, and I talk about it all the time on like social media, on like all this stuff is like, you guys know it very well, but like my best friend, Katie, she's earned my trust because she's seen me at my worst. Yes. You guys 100%. have seen me at some of my most heartbroken moments this yes. year, actually. Yes. That's why you deserve my trust. That's why you can love by me. Listen, lovey, <laughs> Kate's Kate and JJ's dog has seen me at my cryingest. That's why she can love on me, okay? Lovey's like, come but here, like, baby. Until someone, and you say this, like until someone has seen you at your worst, yes. they're never going to be able to love you the best. Like it's just love bombing is void of seeing you in any kind of pit or valley or storm. And that is why it's so dangerous. Exactly. Because you don't, when you think about it, though, those things may feel good in the beginning, like it might feel good to have all those words and proclamations and gifts. But if you really think about it, you do not want someone to say that they love you or think these amazing things about you before they know you, because it's a superficial version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Your first few dates with somebody, you're probably putting on your best effort. You know, like you haven't had conflict with them. They haven't seen you go through a hard day yet. Like they're is so much they haven't witnessed about you and your story. And I came across that a lot in my like mm-hmm. life and especially in Heart of Dating where people would see what I'm yes. doing. Yes. People would read my book. People would hear me talk and they yeah, would they'd be, be like, like, Kate, you're not crazy like my last girlfriend because you know all the things and you're like, turns out I am actually crazy. I know, so exactly. <laughs> Turns out. Jokes on you. JJ, JJ, JJ's, JJ's like, <laughs> I can vouch. But you're and a good crazy. We love you crazy. Even still, yeah. like people would be like, I've heard your story. I'm so amazed. And JJ was attracted to me because of my story and even then i'm like we had to okay it is like but we had to have a conversation where i was like hey there i'm so glad like you appreciate these things about me and there's so much more and i'm you know i'm still like a very imperfect person and because of what i've been through sometimes things still come up because it's so it was so much so when it was so much, sometimes there's more room for things to resurface. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and what did I say? You said love is forged, not found. That's right. <laughs> JP, JP, shout out. He needs to get shirts saying <laughs> love that. Is forged, not found. It, it needs to say dash JP and then underneath it dash dash also JJ. Like, <laughs> that's it can be like JP Pluto. We love you. Thank you for saying that. Uh, dude, also JP, JP with like, like a be like the Michael Scott of like their recording <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> retweeted by <laughs> JJ. But that's like, that is so real. I've had, I had to do that with my last boyfriend who I did meet when I was preaching. Yes. 
And the first, because that we were long distance, the first FaceTime, he was like, you know, I've heard your story. I've seen what you've gone through through your divorce. And I just remember hearing your story. And I was like, I'm going to show her what love is. And I had, I had told him eventually, not that I didn't want to ruin his day, but I was like, I've heard that before. Because a man right. is a rescuer. A man is actually yeah. someone that's like, and that's how God has wired men is to be like the, um, like the pursuer and they're like gonna you know, provider, provider to a degree, that yeah. One. yeah, yeah, whatever it was. The, <laughs> the real, the real, <laughs> the technical yeah. terms. Yeah, Thanks. whatever. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, but like I, so I had to say like, hey, um, I'm also really human, and the story that you heard from stage, it is true but there are layers to it. Right. Yeah. 100%. And yeah. until you know all the layers, I won't actually know how deep your love is for me. Right. Mm -hmm. He's my ex. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, and the reality is, look, whenever you hear an amazing story of, especially you come to Jesus, mm -hmm. redemption, change, I think we romanticize it Very and we're so. like, we forget the scars still remain. I was able to read Kate's book and look at all the trauma and what's happened and, and see where she was today and still be able to, to know in my spirit mm -hmm. and what I would call wisdom, like this is going to be rocky yeah. I, and this is not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. it's not and be this perfect. stuff, like this is single people baggage and problems that will be carried into the marriage definitely, yeah. and that we're going to keep working through and that's okay. Cause so much of my trauma had to do with love and relationships. Yeah, exactly. So like yeah. you, you, you can hear those stories and the second part of that should just be, well, I obviously know that there's still a human being and there's probably still some stuff that comes with that kind of story. Right. Mm -hmm. We've talked a lot. I just realized about like guys love bombing women I mean, it's part of mm -hmm. very much part of both of our stories. Yeah. I'd be super interested, JJ. How did you ever experience that? Because I know for me, I've love bombed friends before, like yes. in church, it's very big in, in church culture. Yep. Very big. I've done that so many times. It happens in cults, you guys. This is how people get you into cults. Is which, they like, which so therefore it happens in many ch churches. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is how you get, it happens unfortunately in sex trafficking. Like if mm -hmm. you think about it, like this is how people get roped in. It is, it's like that front big, glossy door it's like the big yellow arches of mcdonald's yes. of destruction starts yes. with love bombing but that's why i'd be interested for the men listening as well of like did you have you had those experiences you know honestly <laughs> did my voice just crack we weren't gonna say anything about it we love you so much we can you at your worst. We can love you at your best. I wear with the badge of honor. All right, I'm still growing, which is good for you. You know, I'm still. You guys, honestly, maturing and growing. You're married, but yeah. So okay. All right, not like that. All right. I don't know if I was ever handsome enough or attractive enough for a girl to like set her sights on me and be like, I'm going to love bomb this guy. I'm going to love bomb the crap out of him. Uh, so he <laughs> is going to adore me and he's going to be mine. I don't know if I ever got that experience to the full degree. Um, I definitely had uh, maybe an experience or two where the female and the girl Just was on real strong. super excited. And <laughs> had such a kind not way like, to say it. Uh, not like sexually like super excited. It's you like know? a puppy dog. Was just like, like, I love yeah, you. I like, love you. Like, I got, yeah, I got like an I love you, you love like you. the first date one time. I'm in love. I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> yeah. I definitely had like a few instances of that. And I will just say, at least for me, it was very much like, uh, 
okay, no, thank you. Like mm -hmm. extend my arms out. All right. Um, uh, down girl, like down, you know, like, and you wouldn't have had the language for it then. No, absolutely it was, not. But there was something in you that went, this isn't comfortable. Yeah, It was like a hyper obsession, you know, yeah. like, and this is going to work. Like I could already see your future type thing. <laughs> and that I will just say really for, Ma the majority of guys is a massive turnoff. Right. But that also can be a girl who struggles with anxious attachment as well. Yeah, probably. Like, so both, both Kate and I struggle. <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, I sort of did that as well. But maybe I did experience the uh, other where it's like, you are so smart. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Isn't it hot? It's a like, hot line. I wish yeah. more guys were like you. That was you were just so like kind or but fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think that that kind of scares me because I never thought, um, you know, cynically about that. Mm -hmm. But if it was on purpose, that for me is scary. Well, let's talk about what love bombing is versus what it is not. Because yes. I think because then you can start to think be like, crap, next time I get an, that, like a, 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 a nice compliment. Like, yes. I'm like my wife when she compliments me. Is she love bombing me right no. now? No, because she knows you. <laughs> that but that's the difference, I think. But that's, I think, because at this yes. point in the this episode, it's kind of like, okay, well then, heck, like, how do I compliment someone? Or how should I receive that without right. looking at them with the side eye and being like, get behind me, Satan? Like, right. how do I? A hundred percent. So I'm going to read off some of the, like, main things that are love bombing you guys are like red flags that it could be so over the top gestures if they fly you in a helicopter if they do the buy you a dog no it just any over the top the you can buy me a dog in the very beginning um saying that they can picture you as your their future spouse that i feel like is a big one in the very beginning is a major red flag um Oops. Yeah, it's a red flag. <laughs> I would say it's a massive of red love flag. Bombing, of love bombing. Well, I think... Uh, I mean, part of, so, many, so many of my friends have that story that they're like, we knew immediately. Yeah, I, so I would like, say I there's just a, there's real. an ignorant side. There's maybe an ignorant case to it as well. Well, yes. But but it also has to be usually a combination of some of these. Like, it's yeah. not just going to be one. And that, I think right there might be the greatest takeaway from this episode, what you just said of like... Love bombing is the bomb, the cluster of it. It's right. all Clustered. of these things combined. It In is not when a guy soup. says you look nice or a girl says, thank you, I respect you so much. Like that is a, t say thank you so much. When they have, when they like pull up in a brand new Mercedes that they rented because they wanted you to think that they were cool with like the entire store of flowers and that you're my wife and they I love rented you so out much. the whole restaurant. You'd be like, huh? And then the Am next I day, on the they bachelor see you. or is this like, ah, uh, you ready? You. So it's not a love bombing, it's a love bombardment. <laughs> Well, exactly. Moment it's of bum, silence. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Moment, moment of oh, silence to let that sink one in. Big wow. boy. It's a domino. It's a bunch of them. It ah. Because it's so much is, that you I do my own can't comprehend <laughs> what is even happening. Um, if they're constantly contacting you, <laughs> constant contact. I love this. I love this. Sorry, um, Kate, Kate I, on the visual, this is currently caught in between me and JJ trying to go like back and forth with like two jokes. ADD kids with like, like, you yeah, know, she's like, concentrate. Keeping us on track. You guys, we're trying to help people. <laughs> so and like, contact. I have a joke. Mom, look at me. Look at me. <laughs> we're love bombing her is what we're trying to say. You're amazing. Sorry. We love you so oh much. You're the best that's ever podcast so, ever. You're the oh best podcast I've ever I made. Love it. Please keep life. it coming. I okay. need it. <laughs> but if they do contact you all the time, like constantly, the okay. Constant texts. 
constant overwhelming compliments like what we've been exhibiting this whole time. Mm -hmm. I've never felt anything like this before or our connection is so magical or the worst thing they could say, I think I'm falling in love with you. Like right when they met you or right in the beginning, like if these combination of things are happening, Mm -hmm. um, you need to also ask yourself, and I think this is where you have to check in with yourself, does this feel overwhelming? Elise said it before, like she started feeling like sweaty and like on that date with that guy, like you need to check in with yourself. Does this feel overwhelming? Like it yeah. might feel good. It wasn't just like sweating, by the way. I got really self-conscious of people just thinking I sweat a lot, which <sighs> I do. But like it was a combination of that heart palpitations, feeling a little bit sick in my stomach. I didn't have a bug or a virus. <sighs> I just like people know I don't just sweat for just, you know, I carry on. Please, yes, Elise, but your body was telling you, you like through a sign, like, hey, this is like something doesn't feel right here. Mm -hmm. And so what you need to see, if you're seeing these things come up, what you need to see is, are their actions um, lining up in other areas of their life? Or are they only showing you big and huge and grand gestures? So are they different with other people Mm -hmm. than they are with you? Which if it's so early on, and if you're falling into the trap, you may not see them mm-hmm. around that many other people, which is why you want you don't want to be isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, so because you want to start figuring out, are they wearing a mask? Is this consistent? Right. Like and when I when JJ was doing grand things for me at the beginning, I truly felt like it felt like, wow, he's doing a lot. It didn't in my spirit, though, feel like he was trying to win me over. And I could, I sensed and I saw that he was genuine and went over the top in kindness for every person. Like I saw that and I witnessed that. So for me, it was like, no, this isn't just for me. I mean, he may be turning it up a bit because he is pursuing me, but he is genuinely over the top in kindness for people around he's him. He's a generous you human. Know? Yeah. If also, I would say, like, if you actually feel and are saying to yourself, I feel like I'm just in a fairy tale and girls and guys listening, if you, especially girls, if a girl says to you, I just feel like I'm in a fairy tale as a friend, not at Disneyland as a friend, (laughs) be like, oh my gosh, this should be a 911 alarm in your mind because that is not a good thing for somebody to say. Like, that's so good. This is, that is concerning. And I used to like, just like you, ultra romantic at heart. Like I want to live in a Disney movie or a Mm rom-com. But if you physically feel like you are in that all the time, you're telling everybody it's like a perfect Disney movie. Like there is potentially a problem there. Yeah. Um, That is so, so good. I think it's like, and if they're like, if they talk about you and compare you to other people pretty quickly in the negative sense to the other people, like, Mm. oh, you just, I just can already tell you're just so different to my boyfriend. You're just so different to my, sorry, ex-boyfriend. If they say you're so different to my boyfriend, then question, hey, do you have a Um, boyfriend? I'm not into that. So, But like, if they're like, oh, my ex was never as cool as you or as nice as you or as chill as you and you've known them for a day and they're already, that is another clear sign that, that you're falling into something that somebody else has clearly fallen out of favor in, right? In that exact same category, and you're on and their I'd good list. Questions, and they're on like, the naughty right. list, exactly. And I yeah. think that that is like that's a big deal to me, anyway. Mm. Yeah. So let's talk about what love bombing is not, or maybe like they're not red flags. We've alluded to it, but you said like flowers. That's not. That's not oh. necessarily a love bomb. Like a guy can bring you flowers. Oh sure. If he I, buys you a garden. And you like, <laughs> like, not a house plant. That's fine. 
But if he's like, like he I bought you a garden, like I an bought arbor- you this gardens in Eng- of England, and you're like the country, <laughs> a garden of a whole. I would I now that's like the Tinder swindler. <laughs> We're like, I'm like, who are you? Yeah, and I think <laughs> like well, somebody said land. before. <laughs> somebody said before. I love that I like throw my own little joke bombs out there, and I've already moved on. I'm like, anyway, about the gardens. So no, no, but I think to me, when you were talking just then, Kate, I just had this moment of like, oh, so if you feel like you're constantly trying to catch up to them, mm. like, and you're overwhelmed by that, you know, when, you know, when you're in those yes. seasons of work, when you just cannot get on top of your emails and you are trying your hardest mm. and you're doing your due diligence, but you just, at one point you have to ask your manager or your helper or your boss or someone you work with to be like, Hey, can you, I, I feel, I cannot yes. get on top. Yes. That's what love bombing feels like early on is it's like, yeah. you constantly just can't get on top. There's always another text. There's always, you can't get on top. You can't catch up to them. And there's this anxiety frazzled yeah. thing of, am I, oh my gosh. Like am, am I power, doing? that's a power dynamic. Uh-huh. Oh, definitely. Feeling like you can't catch up. And they've overwhelmed you. No matter what you do. Yes. Right. They have a, it's a power dynamic. Yeah. Uh, I owe you or yeah. you owe me kind of. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But that yeah. was just another thing I thought. Oh, but that's back right. to what it's not. It's yeah. not flowers unless it's a garden. It's so, not. In um, summary. <laughs> it's plot. not appropriate com- <laughs> like pomp- compliments. Like if they just say you're beautiful um, or I really have enjoyed this date and I really <laughs> want to get to know you more. Like that is awesome like yeah. if you they compliment you. something about your intelligence like that's not love bombing i think yeah and it goes into love bombing when it's exorbitant, exorbitant. excessive you are it more is, beautiful than any person i've ever seen in my entire life yeah. oh okay when they just harp on um, the you. Is that bad? i was like oh my god thank you <laughs> i love that yes. elise is blushing stop okay <laughs> stop i have a new foundation i guess we need to work so on much. your love bombing skills oh my gosh <laughs> Okay. I mean, later I in do. life, I do. Fine. After I'll trust is built, if they say you are the, truly the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, okay, that is fine. But if it, I'm saying in the beginning, if they're like you're the most beautiful, yeah. But saying you're beautiful mm-hmm. or you're handsome or I think this is an amazing thing about you is not love bombing. Very yeah. natural if it, thing. If it feels totally like okay. infatuation, then I'd say red flags. Yes. Everywhere. Well, you'd um, say love is. Love is forged is what you love would actually say. Yeah. Love is forged. Not but found. if it's an infatuated love, like I would just totally question the maturity of the man in front of you mm-hmm. or woman. Right. You that's know, that's I really, think that's really directly linked to maturity. I think, I think infatuation and love bombing kind of. For yeah, sure. They can very much siblings. To a degree, yeah. to a degree. I would say the difference about love bombing versus infatuation is love bombing ultimately in the end is all about that person and what they're going to get in return. Yes. They might know you have flaws. They might yeah, see yeah. the deep dark side. They they don't care. Mm-hmm. They're going to love bomb you because of what they're going to get in return. Mm-hmm. And infatuation is just kind of like a naive, immature, just total idolization of this other person. But it is at least maybe an authentic idolization I of the I other person. I was infatuated by the yeah. man that became my that, husband. That's what right. happens. You often but you weren't love bombing, bombing you him. Infatuated so there's a difference. Not trying to catch up. Oh, right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You right. like you legitimately were infatuated. Right. With the horse blinders. Yep. I think love bombing and where it's scary is ultimately at the end of the day, it was always about that person yes. and what they were going to get or getting in return. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, taking someone on a nice date. That's not love bombing. Or, or if they do something specific and special that is specific to you. That's connected to something that you have. Yeah. It, it's not even necessarily love bombing 
because it could just be thoughtful. Like you did thoughtful things for me in the beginning. Um, but it's not like, does not have to be love bombing. If, if it is grandiose, there has to be a balance, you guys. Cause I just, I feel like so many women are using this term love bombing specifically Absolutely. for like when guys do kind, genuine things. So now guys don't even know if they can bring a girl flowers is because now he's love bombing. For her. the record, or, you can bring me flowers. Yes. <laughs> and I've seen so many debates about this. The girls are like, I don't want flowers on the first date. I'm like, well, if he, why not? Why? All right. Why? Yeah. Like, I'll take them. All right. Yeah. Cool. To, you don't owe him anything. It doesn't mean he's in love with you. It's just a yeah. kind gesture. I would be more impressed with a houseplant. If someone called me a houseplant. Oh yeah. I'd be like, wow. I'd be pumped. I'd be oh, so yeah. Someone should have put a What are those called? And I was like, hey, I got you this fiddly fig tree. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, okay. That, that would be a big gift. I'd be like, oh my God. I got you this fake fig I called tree. Kate and I'd be like, is this love bumming? No, it's not. Go on yeah, the date. Exactly. He got me a garden. Okay. He got and me a thing, garden. Though, too, is like you and I had a lot of contact in the beginning, like pretty much almost daily contact. And that was not in my mind love bombing because it wasn't, we would also, we would talk maybe once a day, but we weren't like talking all day, every day, all day, every day, oh, all yeah. day, every day, all day, every day, all day, every day, or seeing. Well, well, you we can't would, get anything else that where it interrupts the actual flow of your own life. Yeah. Right. Like, constant at the start yeah you open your phone and there's 20 messages from them yes. i hate like, that because it means you stop looking forward to it like yeah. now it's just like oh man yes. not, well also there's a hyper fixation around oh, i can't wait to talk to you where mm -hmm. have you been i've been thinking about you i hate everyone else in my life long. me too like yeah. maybe question it i know so i think um you know a good Litmus test for love bombing is like, is this person okay not being in constant contact? Are they okay with not being constantly um, able to just impress you and uh, just, you know, overwhelm you with love mm. and vice versa? I think, yeah. are they okay with distance? Are they okay with yeah. not talking for 24 to 48 hours and it's it's not being a big deal mm -hmm. because really love bombing is compensating for their insecurity they need to feel important yes. they need to feel mm -hmm. like they are the best they need to feel like they are the best boyfriend girlfriend they need to f that's what they're after yeah they're giving everything they do in the giving is for them mm -hmm. you know and that's probably where it's most difficult i always think about the um the abused dog commercials. Yeah. What, how does the soundtrack go? Of an angel. Angel. Think about that dog. Yo, I used to love that song <laughs> until there's ads. I know, but it's the most depressing. Think about the puppy. He, if he's been abused, he's sitting in a corner and a man comes to him. He doesn't know if that's going to be an abuser mm -hmm. or if he doesn't, he doesn't know if it's going to be, you know, Elise who mm -hmm. just wants to like swaddle it and baby clothes and treat it, you know, like it's, Guys, I want to put its own so child. Bad. So it doesn't <laughs> know. And, and both might give it a treat, might give it something, yeah. but it doesn't know. And I think that's probably the hard part that's about really, being yeah. a person in the dating situation is you can be we receiving generous it. things. It's just hard to decipher who's it giving is. it. It is very hard. Right. I have a yeah. question on that. Maybe it's for another episode that you can just like pretend like just pull it back out and be like, this question this week is from Elise. But like, so did you guys do that early on? And I don't mean like, and maybe this is what you mean. Like when you're very, very early on talking, you haven't established anything. Yes. Go for a couple of days. If you're dating, 
was mm. that what you would you guys go like three days without talking no oh no we would not we never really went days without talking because to me after, like, re- after i find that really interesting that someone could just pull oh. back and be like i'm not gonna talk to you for three days yeah well this to is me i'm like ooh, i don't yeah, like especially that especially anxious attachment leaning like yeah. you would be like whoa 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 like where are you going well there's absolutely a <laughs> phenomenon that would make me skittish <laughs> yes yeah i mean me too there's absolutely a phenomena and i think it's maybe a more male-centered phenomena and you see it in marriage. It's once men feel like they've secured something, then we stop working and pursuing it like we were when we were hungry for it. Mm-hmm. And I did this my first six months of marriage. I, if I'm being honest, once I got married, I'm like secured the bag on to the next thing. It's almost like the bad sort of relaxation. Right, of like exactly. And foot off the, even the yeah. next thing for me might have been... Uh, getting money, you know, finding a way to make more money for my family, financially providing more stability. But in that you lose the desire to pursue and date your wife. Um, And I do think with the, I don't know if it's maybe love bombing, but it actually is a form of, I would say probably passiveness and just being unaware that's so important, you know, for me getting into relationship and kind of, okay, now I can take my foot off the gas now I can relax more, secure the bag. I can kind of move on. You know, mm-hmm. I got the girlfriend, but I don't have to talk to her every day now because we're boyfriend and girlfriend, yeah, right. right? You know, I think for me, that kind of still feels off because it's totally ignoring what her needs and preferences might exactly. be to yeah, feel yeah, yeah. secure in She's the relationship. She's not a prize. That's like... Right. Yeah. She, now I get to exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I, I won my little big bear at the fair That's and now I can go on to the next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now yeah. I have to try. Yeah. So. Okay, guys. This has been amazing. I feel like we covered love bombing. Definitely. Really I have well. one more question. Yeah. See, you guys, I just always have questions. Yes. Do you think there's a such thing as mutual love bombing? Um... Mutual love I love bombing. you. No, I love you on first date. Well, Maybe not like that, but like where two people I can feel like be, that's or do you think that would, someone would win out? Yes. No, I feel like I don't feel, and I don't know for sure. I don't JJ's know smiling. Stats on this, well, but I feel like infatuation mutually where it's like, he's, you're he's the like best. basically no, you're love the best. bombing. Because no, yeah. then I'm like, do the terms just work but into each other? I'm confused. No, no, no. Because love bombing has like a sense of like manipulation. There is it. a sadistic side of there it. There is yeah. a side where I'm doing this right. to control. So mm-hmm. if they see that you're trying to do it to them back, they're not going to want that. That's actually going to turn them off. You know, like they might they be like want a competition to, yeah, like or they, power, you know, a, a power, power struggle. Dynamic. Yeah. And it's not going to work on you as a love bomber as much as it would work on them. Like they want to feel the best, but they're not going to, they're, I think but it they'll would, feel they'll put, because it's sadistic and there's a manipulation behind it, there's a reason they're doing it. They'll feel that they're not getting the power. They'll feel the power struggle of it. Exactly. Right. And not I like, so. yeah. So, but I do think mutual infatuation happens where you're just like, you're the best. No, you're the best. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> well, no, you're amazing. Yeah. Like, I think that's not necessarily love bombing when you're just in infatuation and there's no manipulative side on either end. They're just like literally blind to feels for each other. Mm-hmm. Does that makes sense. It does. Yeah. I hope I asked all of your questions, you guys. Well, could you imagine two love bombers in a relationship or dating? It wouldn't. I mean, I don't yeah, think that would ever be The Bachelor it'd be so, every single season. It would be so chaotic. Yeah, I mean. Hey, I pulled you aside from the rest of the people you're dating to give you this special photo of your grandma that you didn't know I had because I love you. No, I love you. That is season 26, oh, the most dramatic version oh my, oh my season God. ever of The Bachelor. 
Is that the one that you're going to be on? Yeah, actually, you guys, <laughs> you guys would never let me. <laughs> I wouldn't do it anyway. Uh, what have you been asked? Um, <laughs> I have such good people in my life that I have never been allowed to say yes. So oh, yeah. you've been asked. Yeah. Are you kidding me? The amount of like publicity they could have for the pasta that's like with an accent. With an accent? It would He's be amazing. making out on the first out. night People in like, the gazebo. Mm, we can't be trusted. No, 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 she can't be trusted. Police Did you ever think about it? I tried. I was like, come on, let me do it just once. I'll be fine. I'll be so behaved. No, like, no. No, absolutely not. No. What about you love? Know your strengths, know your weaknesses, fam. Love is blind. I feel like I would do Love is Blind. No. See? 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 You guys no, see what no, I no. deal with? <laughs> this no. is exactly no, no, no. Not a dating no. fam. This is what I deal with. Kate is always like, no. No. But if we did a Christian Love is Blind and we had actual decent people, maybe we'd do that. But it's very hard to find a decent Christian on Love is Blind. Yes. Yes. Well, because Wait. again, Love is Blind, again, you are spending so much time with the person, but there is also a side of it that like wait i have a controversial question this is our fun ending okay question. okay this is a, i just made this up I'm this is a fun spot. one i love you so we're trying to end every episode with like something fun oh wow this is one of our longest episodes look at us <gasps> ever um <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> no See? i love it this i love what it happens um so okay this is a real question you guys okay and we're just gonna answer it oh god can christians is it okay for Christians to watch reality TV like Love Island, Love is Blind, The Bachelor, etc.? cetera? Uh, I don't watch The Bachelor anymore, but I used to. I used to love The Bachelor. I watched Love is Blind. I've watched it too. I, I watch every season. I think I've watched one season of Love Island, but I didn't watch the whole thing because I was like, whoa. I've actually never seen that. super toxic. <laughs> <laughs> you guys keep cheating on each other, huh? Okay. But I think that for me, like... I have to, I have spent so many years getting to know God and like, oh, this sounds really Christian, but just go with me. Um, discerning the voice of the Holy Spirit that I feel like when I watch something that isn't good for me, I feel it afterwards. You know, the difference between when you don't really feel like eating a salad, but you do. Mm. And then you really feel like having a Big Mac and large fries uh -huh. and sweet and sour sauce. Sounds so and good. And strawberry shake. Oh. That sounds so and good. And it sounds so good. And then no, afterwards right you're like, now. why do I feel like gross? Yeah. Why do I want to take a nap? Like, I feel like that to me is always how I discern, but like replace the McDonald's with TV or reality show. Yeah. If something. Yes. Oh, I felt that way with like certain shows because I love, this is like a side note that most people would never know about me, but now I'm confessing. I love like actually like war pieces or things with like, I, with some violence. I'm not going to lie. You got the tea here. So, she um, watches war. I know. She likes sci-fi. She likes war. Like sci she's I like, like a, she's like a dude in you know, that like I, the Patriot. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. Like I love. <laughs> I don't know that that was a confession case. Well, no, it is. Okay. But. <laughs> she felt very naughty then for that I, one. You know, you, you can then eventually want some shows where you're like hmm, mm. I don't know if I should watch this <laughs> Game of Thrones and like things like that where you're like oh yeah like, mm -hmm. there are some like parts of that where you feel like hey especially after certain episodes and so I'm with you like I I personally don't love the bachelor bachelorette because I just feel like so much of it is really toxic but um love is blind is is I feel like an interesting experiment and I I, I think, think so too because 
I like the concept. I hate the concept of getting engaged after like one or two weeks, but I like the concept of getting to know someone without the physicality. I think it's interesting. Very interesting. I think it's very unhealthy that they get them married like after six weeks. Immediately. I, I watched, especially after my divorce, there was a part of me that, a part of my early coping mechanisms that just didn't go away was that I was very investigative, like not even about my marriage mm. or my ex-husband because that I was like, I knew that there was so much there that wouldn't yeah. be good for me. But I would like channel my efforts into like that show Catfish from back in the day on oh, MTV. Wow, I yes. watched every episode of it. <gasps> I watched every episode of the longest running drama on TV, Law and mm. Order SVU. I still find <sighs> myself where I'll listen to true crime podcasts. And it is this thing of like, I'm I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. Or like yeah. I'll relate my life to it. And there are times when I'm like, at least this is not healthy for you. And other times when I like super enjoy it, I just genuinely like like investigative like action movies. But right. I think that for me, I had to know when is this solving something that is probably a wound that needs to be healed, mm. and when is this entertainment? Yeah, where I would just say maybe for me that almost sounds like your capacity for curiosity yeah. has been hijacked. Super curious person over here. And that's a great thing if you're a pastor because <laughs> you're going to yeah. go down so many rabbit holes mm. of God's word and then the mysteries of God, mm-hmm. of Christ. And for me, it just sounds like off the bat that that's been hijacked. That makes so much sense. You that know, makes so much sense because my the best things, I think, the thing I always thank God for putting in me when he was making me the ingredient mm. is that my curiosity to search for things that I feel like he never showed anyone else in his word. Mm. I always go on these like treasure hunts that. for like, yeah, what did it? And that's why I love stone. That's, that's why that makes so much sense of yeah. like yeah. the curiosity can be hijacked. Yeah. I think any, else. anything that God instilled in you as a passion, as a gift, as a personality trait has the capacity to serve him in the way he intended it or to be hijacked. Absolutely. In every capacity. Do you think guys are the same as women in terms of they're like, maybe not the bachelor. I mean, you see the memes on Instagram all the time or like the TikToks about like boyfriends and husbands that start off hating reality shows. And by the end are watching them yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. they're like, wait, do we like this guy or not? Just saw that do you like, do you think today. guys are as like prone to that as women or is that just different? Prone to, Falling into liking, secretly liking reality TV. Love is blind with me. Look, 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 we're in the trust tree. <laughs> said, look, look, adjusting. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I love Love is Blind. <laughs> I love The Bachelor. I love those. I love those shows. I get, I don't love them because Kate and I will break down, you know, like what we're seeing. Oh yeah, as dating like coaches. as dating coaches, that's I, why it's. Have fun. you guys ever no, no, done no. an episode of watching Love Is Blind and like reacting no, to it? No, we should. You should, because I love seeing yes. how like Patreon. why they are interested in each other, why they choose each other, what superficial things they're interested in, what superficial connections they're making, like the love bombing that happens. Like I think it's so fascinating to watch because mm-hmm. it happens so much. Yeah, and I, but I get invested. Like I got my people that I'm rolling with. I'm like yelling at the TV if they're like messing up. Like I'm invested big time and I love it. I'm not ashamed. But the the other thing is, is like, I feel like the more I lived in LA, for example, and learnt about at the time, the bachelor world or the Mm. franchise nation, what do you call it? The producing on that show. I'm like, it's not even reality TV. Yeah. It's it's scary. This isn't, no, that's not even the real story. What was nuts was finding out for the first time is they can, create whatever narrative they want what with the footage. The they like they can make the you, show. yeah, they can make you look like America's sweetheart 
or they can make you look like America's redheaded stepchild. I also, you know, I will also say this: like, what I don't like about the shows is how much it shows you like all this like very instant chemistry and then instant like physical connection and how much that sways people. Because I just I don't appreciate that. And I don't think it's good for us, especially if you're like single watching yeah. it being like, oh, yeah, like kind of like fantasizing connection and physicality because a lot of these shows or just seeing I, just seeing it, the, it's emphasized by like that physical mm-hmm. connection, yeah. too. You know? It's just like inherently repeated and exemplified for you over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, so it's not like healthy models of relationships. Yeah. But the reality of the, the original question is, you know, with things like that, gray things, I just call these gray things in life, you know, drinking a glass of whiskey, watching reality TV. Drinking a glass of whiskey is gray. Yeah. Drinking one glass of whiskey is great in the sense of you just have to ask yourself, does this advance my relationship with God? Does this glorify him in any kind of capacity? Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of the the rubric of life. I you guess know? it's one of those things where it's like it just depends who you are. So yeah. for some and people, Kate could be watching that same reality show, Real Housewives of LA. Oh gosh. Just don't make me sit there through that. But LA, you know, if LA, she's LA, watching LA, that and in her heart, it's uh, these women are so awful. Mm-hmm. I would never do this. And it's it's a tool for edifying uh, her pride and comparing herself to make her feel, herself feel good. Then absolutely no, it's not okay for her. Mm-hmm. If she's using it just as a way to just kind of relax at the end of the yeah. night and whether it was Real Housewives, right. it was Dune, it was, you know, a board game. I don't think that really matters as much. Yeah. It's just kind of something to turn your brain off. I do think there are lines and limits though, for sure of what we should consume and let our head or my, our eyes. Yeah. I think spiritually there is a dynamic that we know is like Mm -hmm. the unseen invisible reality of the spiritual world that I think we totally underestimate. And, you know, you can make a case watching something like, um, Real Housewives versus watching an incredibly demonic film. I was just going to say, for me, I don't feel as gross watching like a reality dating show as I do. I will. One of my lines, I do not watch horror movies. Oh, no. And some people might not. That might not be your thing. That's fine. But like, for me, there is a spiritual thing in me that I'm like, I cannot. And so some people may hear that and be like, I actually cannot watch a dating show because it takes me somewhere that I know isn't good for me. Right. In the same way that someone else might be like, I can't have that first glass of wine because then I have the five bottles afterwards or whatever it is. It's like, I think those gray areas are more about speaking of love bombing, the motivation behind it as much as it is the actual action itself. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing what we're susceptible to. Right. And yeah, no, no, that's great. No, that's great. I just think so much in life, you know, I could go serve the poor on Saturday and do it for two hours. To, uh, I could pull a 12 hour day, but ultimately even in that action, if I was there so I could feel good about myself so that my reputation looks good in the church group and that, you know, people are telling me how humble, how amazing, how servant hearted I am. I, I, I just think that it's, it's wasted. It doesn't mm. matter what you did. It doesn't matter what the action was. If your heart is slanted and it's for you, I actually think that is a, a way to describe sin, you know? That's yeah. good. That's really, really good. Cause yeah. that's the thing. Something can look not like sin and still be sinful. Like yeah. that's why the heart, that's why like you can yeah. look at something that looks sinful and be like, oh, I could never use that person right. and turn around, watch the person that the God's choosing to use that one. Like, it's, if the heart is, um, you know, prideful and it's, it's not truly for God, then it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. So I, it really is a matter of the heart more than anything. And I think Jesus nailed that as well. 
We've been talking for wow. so long. I think we could keep talking. I um, think this, yeah. this episode will go on four that. hours. That fun end was supposed to be two minutes. And that was great. Um, thanks for answering my controversial question. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Thanks, about guys. love bombing. I if know. you've made it this far, you deserve an award. They're like, I feel like I've been like, bombed at this point. This has like, been so long. I was just bored. I had nothing else to do. Like, <laughs> speaking of exhaustion. <laughs> They're like in the cloud of... Of the bomb, they're like, I there don't even lot. know. We, that we was covered so much a lot. We did love bombing, etc., 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 etc. I know that's, that's actually what, what we should be calling it. Love bombing, Lovey et cetera, and Teddy are et you guys done? <laughs> Lovey and Teddy are asleep. <laughs> you guys, they're like in our faces earlier. Yeah. At this point, they're like, y'all, they were love whoa. bombing us, and this is how you get rid of a love bomber. You do a podcast <laughs> for almost two hours, and they're like, you know what? We're done. We're good. That's fine. <gasps> Carry on. I love you. I love you guys. We love you. Thank you so much. You guys have to go check out Elise and all the things. She's my favorite. I know. Easiest way. Everything she does. By the way, how did you get the username Elise on Instagram? Oh, that story is a whole story. Oh, is that a long story? No, it's not a long. During my divorce, I had a friend of mine that had, I think at the time she had the most followers on Instagram, period. Uh, And she was actually a really amazing friend during that year to me. And... I remember us sitting there and it's like, when you go through traumatic experiences, it's strange where the place your brain goes. And it was all starting to unfold and unravel. And I just remember being so sad. We were just scrolling Instagram and I was like, man, now I've got to go back to my handle from, I've never actually told this story before. And now I've got to go back to my handle from when I was like my maiden name, Elise Murphy, man, any, any other steps back this year? And she said, you're not going back. She's like, you're not going back. She's like, you're so much stronger than you were at the start of this year. Mm. And she's like, what's the handle Elise? And we looked it up and it was someone that had taken it, but there was no photos or it's anything. It's like a dead account. And she said, give me 24 hours. And then I get this text about the next morning I woke up and she said, check your Instagram. And I like refresh my Instagram. No way. Wow. Yeah. You got the cool? hookup. I literally got the hookup. She was. That's sick. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So it was just one of those moments that it was like, it's like a little, little thing that I was like, I even felt like it was like, at least this is not a step back. Wow. This is like a step into something new. And now, now I never have to worry about changing it wait, ever wait, again. Wait, 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 Unless wait. I change my first name. Wait. I'm not doing that. Was she love bombing you? <gasps> oh my gosh, no, because trust me, she'd seen me at my worst. <laughs> she would have stuck around if she was a true love bomber. That would be the sickest love bomb. What a love bomb. I would feel like that is a grand gesture. Power move. Welcome. JJ, imagine if you got JJ. That'd be sick. At JJ. Whoa. Maybe that's a story people can tell us. What's your story behind your Instagram handle? I know. That's a good question. Oh, yeah, because mine is a story too. Yeah, yours is Katniss. We'll tell that another time. We love you guys so much. Love you guys. Bye. The Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate and JJ Tomlin. Shout out to our epic audio and video editor, Scott Caro. We have an amazing Heart of Dating team who helps bring the show to you each week. I want to shout out Kelsey Napier, our Heart of Dating digital marketing coordinator, and Elena Gibson, our brand and community manager. We couldn't do it without them. Now, if you guys have never ranked us or reviewed us on iTunes or Spotify, would you consider doing that? It would mean so much because our podcast can get more discovered and more people can learn how to better date as Christians. Don't we all want that? We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesdays. So we will see you next week.